Welcome to Victorious Living Radio. God showed himself through those who were united together with one language, one belief, and one God. What did he do? The sick were healed. The lame were healed and could walk. The deaf could hear. The dumb could talk. Miracle after miracle occurred. But they were what? In one accord, with one language, with one God, and that God was confirming the word that they came out of that upper room with. Welcome to Victorious Living Radio with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us part three of his series, The Kingdom Language is the Language of Faith. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here is Pastor Cowan as he shares with us the kingdom language is a language of faith. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I beseech you, brethren. Now notice he uses this word. Uh, in, in one instance, in some of the uh, study guides, now I warn you, brethren, I beseech you, or I'm asking of you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Now, listen to me. God responds to words and belief that contains faith. And so he said, uh, what did he say? He said, I, I, I ask of you, beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions about what you're saying. There be no divisions among you. You, you know, sometimes folks, you can go into a church house, this one and any, any, and you can find that there is division doctrinal division because you know as we go through life a lot of times when we come out of whatever the denominational world we bring a little bit of that with us don't we we do what we were what we were raised in what we were taught for a number of years we bring just a little bit of that in here with us and it's hard to shake it off it's hard to get rid of it. But now here Paul says that this family is a family who speaks the same thing. So what is this language? It's the language of faith, belief, of praise, and worship, and all of that that goes into the language. All right, everybody's okay. All righty, okay. And so he said, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same, that you all speak the same thing and that there is no divisions among you. Now, I know you could take that on the other hand and say, you know, there's a lot of division, a lot of hate, a lot of dislike, whatever. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about doctrinal division among us. There ought to be one language, doctrinally, 
And that's why we ever need to stay before God to make sure our doctrine is correct. Amen. You know, today, and not so much uh, probably as it has been, but there just not too long ago, when you talk to people, or at least when I talk to people, they was wanting to know what's new that's next. Well, God ain't got anything else new because he's wrote all he knew. <laughs> no, he hadn't, he's not written all he knew, but he has written all he's gonna write. He's not going to send you, you know, edition number two of the Holy Bible. He's not going to do that. Right. It's there. It's there. Okay. All right. So y'all just bear with me now. We'll get somewhere. And that there be no divisions among you, but conjunction, but that you be perfectly, that's the word completely, that you be completely joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now, let, let me bring this thought to you here. What happened when the 120 came out of the upper room? Where they were in there, what, 10 days, 10 nights? Fasting and praying. What happened when, the, when they came out of the upper room? They were in unity, speaking the same thing, worshiping with one another, in what? One accord. What happened? What happened when that happened? They then came out of the upper room and they came into the streets of Jerusalem and guess what? God showed himself. Didn't he? God showed himself through those who were united together with one language one belief and one God. What did he do? The sick were healed. The lame were healed and could walk. The deaf could hear. The dumb could talk. Miracle after miracle occurred. But they were what? In one accord with one language, with one God and that God was confirming the word that they came out of that upper room with. That's right. That's right. Why would we think God would do it any differently today than he did then? So Paul is addressing this and, and, and other things that I'm not gonna bring out here this morning, that, uh, that we all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that you be completely joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I always have been leery ever since, uh, you know, back in the 40, 40 some odd years ago. Uh, and, and you know, Dad Hagen, I, I don't know if you know it, you knew him and a lot of you in here knew him, but just to sit down and talk to him, he could, he could give you more revelation in about a, about a 10 minute sermon I, that I'd ever heard. And so notice what he said, brethren, brethren speaks to a nation of people. Now notice how he worded that up here. He said, now I beseech you, brethren. Brethren speaks to a nation of people. This nation is called a family connected spiritually under the Lordship of Jesus, who is the chief shepherd the great shepherd and the good shepherd. 
under his lordship, I'm talking about Jesus, under his lordship, he has set some in the family as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The Jesus, who is the Lord of the body, he has set some. Now, let me say this and make this surgery just as neat as I can make it, and then I'll sew you up real neat. He has said some. There's a lot, uh, yes, that I'm aware of, been aware across time in my experience that have self-appointed themselves. They have self-appointed themselves. Well, I'm an apostle. Well, I am a prophet. Well, I am an evangelist. Did Jesus set you in the church? I don't know, but that's what I am. And so you, you, you ha we have to be cautious that we don't bite into everything that everybody tells, says to us. That we don't do that. Okay. I'll do better next week. Promise. And so... Under, under the lordship of Jesus, he set some in this family as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Pastors comes from the word presbuteros, which leads you into the word shepherd. And then Peter in his writings, he tells the shepherd, take the sight over those that you have been made a shepherd. He said, take the oversight of those. And so that's the one of the benefits of coming to church. But yet, before you do that, there has to be something where we submit ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus. And then in turn, submit ourselves to what God, what Jesus, the head of the church, has submitted to. Uh, are given to us to be submitted to. I got that right. And so, you know, uh, anyway, let me move on. And so, submission. Uh, you know, that's, that's not a good word, submission. Because a lot of people think, well, that somebody's gonna have control over me. Well, God's not got control over us. He instructs us. He teaches us but he doesn't control us. Amen. He has given that to us into our power to whose control we want to be under and that's to him. Amen. So submission to God simply means accountability to his written word. That's all submission means. It don't mean somebody's controlling you, telling you what to do and when to do it. It doesn't mean that. That is of the devil. I remember years ago, back in the 70s and in the early 80s, they had this doctrine going around the country. Some of you may remember of, of shepherding. And so what happened, what, 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 uh, what evolved out of that was that one person then uh, self-appointed them as a shepherd. And so I got, I got mixed up in one of those groups. I, I, I know somewhat of what I'm saying. And they, they then formed a group at their house. 
So they had all of us to come to the house. I wasn't I was in that one, in that, you know, because there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. So I went to the house and here's what I found out. They are, they are totally the one who controlled your life. They told you when you could go to the grocery store. Now this sounds really far out. They told you when you could go to the grocery store. They told you if you could or couldn't buy a car. They told you what you could do and what you couldn't do. And you were to submit to that. That I got three Chinese words for that. Fooey, fooey, fooey. God never appointed anybody to control you but the Holy Spirit and his word. But yet at the same time in his word, he tells us submit to those. Now, wait a minute. Now, now don't, don't jump out how you pewed. He said, submit to those. Now, you, somebody correct me if I'm quoting this wrong. Submit to those who have the, the authority. One translation said, the rule over you. So you can see then, I'm just pointing something out here. You can see how the devil can get involved in that. I ain't submitting to nobody's got any rule over me. That's not what he's saying. It's our hope that today's message, The Kingdom Language is a Language of Faith, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of this week's message, please request offer number 12. This week's special offer is 12. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.